Welcome to Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Kaisecki. Now, Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 11. I'm Jason Paisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with George Arachek, a commentary on the interview, listener feedback, and information about contacting Inside Muskegon. I'm going to start out this week by doing a little housekeeping, and I think there's a misconception with some people that this podcast is somehow sponsored by an organization or a group like the Chamber of Commerce or City or County. And while I've gotten tremendous support from the Chamber and the community with this podcast, it is in no way affiliated with any group in the area. Also, there's no agenda whatsoever with the podcast, and if there was, it would be mine, and I don't even have one. I don't receive any compensation for the podcast, nor do I want any. It's just my way of giving back to the community and getting people to start talking about what's happening here in Muskegon. With that said, I'm going to move on to our interview. Our interview this week is with George Arachek, an economist at the W.E. Upjohn Institute for Employment Research. I'm here with George Arachek from the W.E. Upjohn Institute for Employment Research. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Why don't you share with us a little bit about your background? Well, I'm an economist. Uh, at the Upjohn Institute, we're all economists. Uh, we have nine senior-level economists uh, at the Institute. We look at issues of employment and regional economic growth. My background is I got my master's degree at the University of Pittsburgh and my undergraduate in the University of Oregon. Now, what does the uh, Upjohn Institute do? Well, we've been, found, we've been around since 1945, and we have never strayed from dealing with issues of employment and unemployment. We look at uh, government policies and training policies, not only in Michigan, but nationwide and now growingly in the international marketplace right now. So, for example, uh, two days from now, a colleague of mine is giving a paper in Serbia on uh, employment policies in that country. Oh, I kind of want to really focus on the Muskegon area here, and I think you have some good data about Muskegon, but kind of tie it into you know, how things are going nationally and maybe in Michigan, and then get really specific about Muskegon. And you know, starting off with that, what are some of the uh, growth industries? What's happening right now in Muskegon is you're, you're being pushed along because you have a good mix of industries because of aircraft components are growing and national defense. And so you have some major employers in both of those growing fields, and that's pushing your manufacturing sector ahead of the curve. As a matter of fact, in manufacturing, you're outperforming the nation. Now, when I say that, it's important to note that over the last five years, you, you still have lost jobs in manufacturing. It's just that you, simply, you have not lost as many. And compared to Michigan, Muskegon looks robust. What about the employment picture here in Muskegon? It's improving. Uh, if you look at the unemployment rate, which is a number that I think is, is approximation, it's not really a, a real strong number, it still shows that Muskegon has a high unemployment rate relative to the nation, but it's declining. In terms of job growth, unlike the state, which have experienced five years 
a negative job growth of declining employment. Muskegon actually picked up jobs last year, uh, which I think for many people outside of Muskegon is a surprise. What about the economic trends nationally and locally here in Muskegon? Well, here the challenge is that when we think about manufacturing activity, we know nationwide that we can do so much more with so few people. So we know that due to productivity growth, manufacturing is continuing to maybe lose jobs. Muskegon is a great place to make things. Therefore, it's very important for Muskegon's employment in manufacturing to grow. Now, we're not expecting it to grow by much, but to be positive. So in that case, Muskegon is bucking the national trend. The Muskegon is different than the nation, that it is a manufacturing location that actually is gaining ground. What other uh, sectors of the economy, you kind of touched on some of them before, are really important to Muskegon? Well, the one that is growing nationwide in almost every community is health care and education. Uh, that's because of the demographic profile of the U.S. We're all getting older. We're not being any wiser. We're still, the 50-year-olds are still doing stupid things. And they still need health and health care. And so as we get older and as we have more money, we spend more in health care. So health care, education are growing fields for Muskegon as it is elsewhere. Also, we saw some warehouse growth, which is kind of surprising. But overall, what's really important is when we think about growth in services, the challenge for Muskegon is to try and capture some of that knowledge-based growth that we're seeing in other parts of the U.S. I think you touched on it a little bit with how Muskegon is performing compared to the rest of Michigan and the nation, but one of the things that I thought was quite fascinating was the employment. And, you know, there's a lot of publicized job loss with major employers in Muskegon that have been important to us for generations like Sappy and Dana and Brunswick. But uh, overall, how is employment going in this area? You're absolutely right. What, what we're seeing is that you mentioned the big three one, the big three, uh, SAPI with the closing the, uh, the paper processing uh, facilities here, uh, the loss of the bowling ball with, New, uh, with Brunswick, and, of course, uh, Dana. And those gather big news print. Uh, those get, uh, get big announcements. What we don't hear, for example, is that plus 600 jobs being created at HowMet the county's major employer. Also, what we're finding is job creation happens in small doses. It happens 10 jobs here, 20 jobs there, 50 jobs there. These are activities that do not make the front page. At best, they might make page three. And so this is not unique to Muskegon. Nationwide, job creation usually happens quietly. Job destruction can be noisy. How is Muskegon replacing these high-paying jobs? Well, fortunately, what's happening with Muskegon is they're replacing them with other high-paying jobs in manufacturing. Again, because of this growth uh, in aircraft, the aircraft industry, so aircraft components, and in military expenditures. So Muskegon, unlike other areas, are, is being pretty successful in replacing manufacturing jobs with manufacturing jobs. And I like to say that's really important because unfortunately, manufacturing jobs, the skills that you gain by being in manufacturing, the skills you gain in being production are not easily transferable to a service environment. And so it's very difficult for someone who's making good money in manufacturing to switch to making good money 
in services. What typically happens is they make the switch, but they're not making as much money because a lot of the experience, a lot of their ability simply is not transferable into a service environment. What about the role of smart zones and renaissance zones in attracting business to a community like Muskegon? They're, they're, they're good, except I think we have to think a little bit more deeply about trying to attract not jobs but people. That as we become more and more knowledge-based, it's where smart people want to live that will become more and more important. So the question is, how can Muskegon create an environment that would make someone with a graduate degree, someone who's very knowledgeable about IT, for example, or a professional worker, pick Muskegon over Kalamazoo or Chicago or Detroit. And that takes more than simply tax, uh, tax incentives. Tax incentives are great when you're talking about capital. How can we get someone to put their machine in our town instead of someone else's town? Today, we're talking about people. How can we make our environment attractive to that young professional who may be looking at many other locations where he or she can locate? Yeah, that's a great point to make. And, you know, the big challenge that everyone's facing here in the United States and in particular, Michigan competing in this new global economy and the quality of life issue is one thing that I think Muskegon really has going for it. Um, How would you think the role of downtown would play into that? I think what's happening in downtown Muskegon is key. That the data that we've seen suggests that 25 to 34 year olds, young professionals, more than any other period, wants to live downtown. That the downtown communities are very strong. Muskegon's downtown right now is in the making. Unlike almost any other community that I know of, Muskegon has an opportunity to redesign its downtown, to make its downtown very unique. And given the fact that unlike 30 years ago or 20 years ago, more young professionals want that urban landscape, that this is going to be key. If Muskegon's downtown is developed with good residential locations, with good amenities, with nice restaurants, with walkable streets, with a great view of the bay, this could really make Muskegon someplace special and, to use the governor's terms, truly a cool city. So how will Muskegon prosper economically in the future? I think we're looking at Muskegon in in two fronts. First of all, Muskegon, unlike other manufacturing communities, has had success in attracting the right industries. So we expect manufacturing to still be strong in Muskegon. It will not be the generator of a lot of new jobs, but it will, unlike other communities, be the base. So the challenge is how to build from that base. And that's where the knowledge worker comes from. And so my my feelings are the following. First of all, um, it's very important for young kids and young adults not to be persuaded by economists to say that manufacturing is dead in because there's a lot of job openings in manufacturing because we are we do have a workforce that's relatively old. And so we have manufacturing workers that are in their 50s. They're going to retire, and we need to fill those in. But second, Muskegon really has to think about the glue it needs to create to attract these professional workers who really are going to be the focus of the up-and-coming economy. 
Well, that that uh, goes nicely into my next question, which is some advice that you would offer to Muskegon, being an economist and having a very good regional, you know, statewide and national view of the economy and what areas are doing to succeed. You know, what kind of advice would you offer Muskegon? My father used to say it's a wise man that knows his limitations. <laughs> and so what we, I tend to back away from targeting industries. I do not think that we, no one really has a good grip on what the next industry will be or what will be the growth for the area. Instead, I would say we need to target environment. How do we create a good environment? So my advice, not only to Muskegon, but to every area, is every area has a neighborhood that works. Every area has a retail center that seems to be unique. I'm not talking about shopping malls. I'm talking about areas that are unique. Walk that neighborhood, visit that retail area, and find out what makes that area tick. Why is that successful and why other areas not successful? And build from there. So in, instead of seeing whether or not we can attract the next best IT uh, uh, industry or should we go for nanotech or any of these hot technologies, I would back away from that. And I would say if we are going to go to an economy where people think for a living, then we have to think where do people who think want to live? And that's a different avenue. That's a different direction than most economic developers have been trained. Well, we've been talking about a lot of the positive things here. What worries you about Muskegon? Um, what worries me about Muskegon is um, a couple of things. The first one is Muskegon is small. That means that you, by definition, have a thin labor market. Professionals do marry other professionals. And so when you provide a job for a high professional person, you have to find a job for the spouse. And that's a challenge. Second, people do not stay with one firm anymore. So when before, it used to be that if you were a one-firm town, uh, probably you hire someone and he or she would be with you for their life. Now what happens is people want to move around. Muskegon, like other areas, simply do not have, do not have that list of employers that you can build a career going from one to another. So that thin labor market, which is just a part of being a small area, is probably the strongest barrier facing Muskegon. The second one is the worry I have about the lost potential that could occur if the downtown is not designed to reach its full um, ability to attract and be a cool place. And to be honest, I'm an economist. I'm not an urban planner. So I have no advice on how to do that. But I know that if something goes wrong here, or if it stands as it is now because of infighting, infighting or inability to make decisions, that just will slow down the potential of the economy. That's some great advice. The, you know, the view that communities really have to work together to attract businesses and to build a downtown is something that I think you know, Muskegon and other regions can certainly learn from. And I think if you look at successful communities, it's really the downtown that's really uh, the focus point. It really is the one thing that's unique. You can go into any shopping mall, and Muskegon has great shopping malls. But, you know, you go in there, and you do not know if you're in Muskegon or in Fort Wayne. 
the same stores, the same environment. It's very nice, but it's not unique. It's when you're in the downtown. It's when it's in the neighborhoods. It's when you're enjoying the unique natural resources the area have that you can say, ah, yes, this is Muskegon, and this is why I like it here. All right, I'm going to move on to my last question. You have one minute alone with a business considering moving to Muskegon. Share with us the pros and cons of making such a move. Well, and that's and this is a bad question for me because uh, I'm an economist and not an economic developer. But I guess if a business is interested in Muskegon, the one thing I would definitely have them do is not only look at Muskegon as Muskegon MSA, but to look at Muskegon as a larger as a part of a larger metropolitan area that includes Grand Rapids and Holland. That's important both in terms of trying to find the workers that they need and also to make sure that they know that there's a lot of different living environments that are within commuting distance. So I would want to make sure that the data they use is data that, cor- that properly shows the uniqueness of the region, not just Muskegon County. Well, thank you very much, George. I appreciate your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I want to thank George for his insight on Muskegon's economy, especially since I was asking him some questions that were really out of the scope of his expertise. I guess we'll have to get our research department to figure out what the difference is between what an economist and an economic developer does. At any rate, though, the underlying point that George was making is, yes, Muskegon's economy is doing well. Say that three times to yourself. Tell everybody you know. This is not Muskegon propaganda coming from the chamber or city of Muskegon. This is fact that has been backed up by numbers. And the numbers don't lie. Jobs are being created, the population here is growing, and unemployment is down. And despite the fact that there are some well-established sentimental businesses like Sappy, Brunswick, and Dana cutting jobs, many of those jobs are being lost to productivity. And Howmet has added almost as many jobs as all three of those companies cut combined. And the reality is, Muskegon is adding jobs and outpacing the rest of Michigan in manufacturing and many other segments of the economy. And once again, we hear from someone, this time someone from outside of Muskegon, that downtown is the key to Muskegon's success. So I really think it's time for us to start putting our money where our mouths are here. And if you own a business and you're considering moving downtown, now is the time to do it. I thought it was a great comment that George had that, When you're at places like the mall, and don't get me wrong, I think the mall serves a great purpose, and it's great that all of that is in Muskegon and everything that's out by Sternberg and Harvey, but you can't tell if you're in Muskegon or Fort Wayne. And personally, I'm getting a little tired of going to Mayhem Games and parades downtown and not having enough to do afterwards. Give us something to do and get down there while it's inexpensive to do so. The time has come to invest in Muskegon. And we're starting to see that, and I'm just hopeful that we'll get to see more and more of it. So if you have a business or a restaurant or a retail shop that you're looking for a new location or maybe a second location, consider moving downtown and let's get things going down there. Now, while other areas of Michigan have people moving out of the state, people are moving to Muskegon. And why are they doing that? Well, it's a quality of life issue, which we've all really known here in Muskegon, but also there are jobs being created in Muskegon. And What we really have to focus on is the whole stickiness issue and how do we get people to stay here once they're here. 
With technology, you can live and work almost anywhere with the internet. So it's really important to reinforce and market that quality of life, which I was really happy to see the Convention and Visitors Bureau is launching a new marketing campaign. There's a saying that you shouldn't believe the hype, but this isn't hype. These are numbers and this is fact, and we need to start believing it here in Muskegon that this is a great place to live and work if we want other people to. So let's take some time and let's feel good about ourselves. There are jobs being added. There are people moving here. So good things are happening, and it's time for Muskegon, most importantly, to believe in ourselves. I'm going to post a link to George's Economic and Employment Outlook for 2006 in the show notes. And for more information on the Upjohn Institute, visit upjohninstitute.org. Going to move on now to some listener feedback, and these were comments posted to InsideMuskegon.com after our last episode. And the first comment is, Congratulations on number 10, Jason. This must be a huge effort on your part, and I enjoy every one. I really enjoyed hearing Dave's observations on Muskegon. I believe the word astute is correct. So many people are doing so much for Muskegon. This is exciting. Thank you very much for that comment. The next comment on the website was, I appreciate Dave's frankness about race, his outlook for 2006, and his interest in learning new things. Lifelong learning is something important for everybody. I thought that was some great insight Dave had during our interview. And with the internet today, it's so easy to learn on any subject. You can just hop on there and start Googling and finding out information on any subject under the sun. So I would encourage anybody, if there's anything you're interested in, I mean, that's what this podcast is for me. It's just something I was interested in figuring out how to do and learning. And I hopped on the internet, found some information, and the rest is history. And our last comment is, the interview with Dave Alexander was very upbeat and refreshing. I like the fact that both pro and con viewpoints were given. I'd recommend this podcast to anyone wanting to hear an open-minded interview of Inside Muskegon. That is a great point, and I really enjoyed that part of Dave's interview when he said some of the things that weren't necessarily positive and that Muskegon as a community needed to work on. And that's something we can all take to heart is sometimes we need constructive criticism, and that's what Dave Alexander does, and that's what his job is as the business editor at the Muskegon Chronicle. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 11 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at jason at insidemuskegon.com. This has been Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at insidemuskegon.com.